Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And we are back with the Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. <coughs> Pardon me. Here are the questions for today. Should... Uh, should the police enforce the rules uh, regarding masks uh, and uh, social uh, distancing and whether your store should be open or not? 803-0930-1-800-616-9236-930. Also, it is um, a National Day of Prayer today. I think it's great. The timing couldn't be better. Uh, is that something you think is a good idea? Cause I do. Uh, you don't have to belong to any particular religion. Maybe you don't uh, belong to a religion at all, but you think it's the appropriate thing to do today. I'd like to hear from you on that. Uh, meanwhile, let's go to uh, line five. That would be Mike on a cell phone. Mike, you're on WBEN. Uh, Mr. Beach, good morning. Hello there, Mike. What's on your mind today? Um, well, like anything, I don't think there's necessarily concrete um, answers. I think there's a lot less thinking going on than there needs to be. Um, first of all, uh, enforcing social distancing, distancing, I say no. Um, the government doesn't, uh, the governor doesn't even wear a mask. Um, and as far as the lady being uh, arrested and thrown in jail, here's my point from my own experience. Um, I base my experience on what I see or my opinion on what I see and what I experience. I'm self-employed. Yesterday was the first day I was able to contact the Department of Labor. So basically, I'm going eight weeks without pay. Wow. To wait another two weeks. So that judge is getting paid. If that, woman, if that woman has children to feed, she feeds those children. That judge to me is disgusting. Um, I don't agree with it. Uh, well, the judge is getting criticized by not just the public, but by other judges and even the lieutenant governor. And I guess uh, there was a $7,000 fine involved, too. Hannity said he'd be happy to pay the fine. Uh, you can certainly see when she says, I was trying to feed my kids, and, and uh, she's got a family at home, there's certainly a great deal of sympathy. But if you tear up a court order in front of law enforcement, what are they to do? Are they uh, just to walk away? Um, you know, that's an interesting question, and I always love your questions because they make you think. And in the perfect world, it's not something I would do, um, mainly because I wouldn't want the police at my house. That woman did not have a choice. Um, I look at, okay, so what do you do um, when you're faced with a, a tough decision? You do what you know is right um, in your gut. Now, as far as a court order goes, um, uh, the gentleman that just called about releasing prisoners, you cannot tell a woman not to work when you're releasing prisoners in society. 
Also, um, I have this point uh, to make. Then I, you know, it, we, you talked about anarchy. I understand your point. Our government, local, you know, state, federal, they've been involved in anarchy for generations against us. Um, I look at the, you know, illegal aliens. Uh, by definition, they shouldn't be here. I that's a good point. That's a good point, and th- and that's against the law. And the law is totally disregarded. Yeah, we it got, takes somebody like Mickey Kearns to light a fire under him to get any attention even to be paid by it. But what I'd like, Sandy, you work, you pay your taxes. I'm sure you live in a nice neighborhood, um, and I'm sure you're a good neighbor. I feel the same way about myself. You know, you want to do the right thing. Um, we should have the right to do that. You know, when we have this situation has caused more damage. Yes, you protect your elderly, you stay away from them, you test people every day that are dealing with them, people with pre existing conditions. Of course, you protect the weak. But when you take this down on everybody, you're causing more problems. Well, how many people have been killed um, and disgustingly raped um, or beaten or on drugs because of illegal aliens? You know, Poland cars and Cuomo, they welcome them here. I can't stand listening to either one of them because they're hypocrites and they disgust me well you know what's weird is uh, when you hear uh, the governor talk about the uh, the deficit that the uh, and the debt that the uh, state has and yet he no none of those reporters and he's got a room full of reporters ever ask him why are we giving free college to illegals then if we got that much of a debt and you want the government the federal government to bail you out Uh, why if you're spending money like that uh, illegals come on in, we're welcoming you, and free college, then tell me why you expect any money from the feds. That's why Buffalo should not let you retire or Bow really retire. <laughs> They're the only two people asking the damn question. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks for your call, Mike. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, every uh, Cuomo, by the way, we got an early call on uh, Cuomo today. The, his usual time, he'll be on at 1130. 11.30. 11.30. And uh, Rush Limbaugh follows uh, whenever uh, the Cuomo questions run out. Yeah, have you noticed that, Tony? Here they have a a press briefing every day. You see what kind of questions the president gets. Tell me why not one reporter, to my knowledge, has asked a question about if we have such a a big debt uh, for New York State, where we're so far behind the eight ball. Uh, f- financially, why are we giving free college and welcoming illegals? No, they're too busy uh, giving him a way to uh, put up an excuse of why he's mismanaged the state's budget for so long. Yeah, it's just amazing to me. It, it truly is. Uh, Mr. Beamer, uh, before I go back to some more calls, uh, you have some Facebook for us, please. Oh, Sandy, I do. And the question on Facebook, should the police be allowed to enforce the mask wearing mandate? And this has quickly gotten a lot of comments. Over 99 on Facebook already. Oh, and 99 on Facebook already. That's great. And Jim says, absolutely not. Let them do the work they are hired to do. Our constitutional rights do not end when there's a pandemic. Focus should be placed in areas hardest hit like nursing homes. All right. Well, I have no problem with the hardest hit area being nursing homes. There should be a focus on that and try and get that tidied up and taken care of. Uh, Very, very particular at risk people there. We can't forget them. Uh, We have to remember they're there and uh, and do all we can to uh, cut that down. One more before I go back to the calls. All right, Sandy, we'll go with Donna, who says, I think the police have more to do. However, I can see where this is a health concern. Maybe have the enforcement put on those who run 
the place of business. And uh, we've had a couple of texts, too. Uh, they they mentioned the, the the text mentioned the fact that he was one of the judges that let people out of jail and whatever and they uh, they also mentioned there's a technical term I I think that they said uh, it, it must be just in in court parlance uh, they I think he's known as as a a dick yeah that's it a dick so the judge is a dick and uh, the other judges think he's a dick too. And they're, uh, they're uh, kind of uh, way, wagging their finger. We don't need this kind of a problem, sending a woman with her kids to jail. Uh, and the lieutenant governor and Hannity and uh, get the line going. Also, there's a GoFundMe page. Uh, so things are happening, and they seem to be breaking in her in her uh, direction. We'll be back with more on News Radio 930 WBEN. Let's go to uh, line four, and that would be Ann uh, in Buffalo. Ann, you're on WBEN. Good morning. Hello, Ann. What do you have for the audience today? Oh, Lord, how much? Um, I, I don't. I didn't hear it, but I didn't hear it on the news. But my pastor told me that he saw it on the news. That guy Hannity is that his name? A Hannity. Yeah, him. Yeah, Sean Hannity. Yes. Yeah. But today is Thursday, so I heard him talking about it Tuesday night. You was talking about the police, you know. Should, you know, they do whatever they do. Yeah, should they enforce the laws? If you're not wearing a mask, should you get a, a you know, a little a ticket or a fine? And same thing with uh, if your store is open when it's not supposed to be open and uh, all of that sort of thing. Sean Hannity said Tuesday night that he went back to when when the police beat the guy in Brooklyn because he was selling loses. And John Hannity said Tuesday night that they beat, the police beat a guy. I guess that had to have been Tuesday as well for not visiting himself. You know, separating himself. And I'm thinking to myself, Yeah, it has to be proportional. Now, the uh, head of the police union for New York City, and there's a lot of cases in New York City of uh, of the virus. Obviously, the union does not uh, has uh, said that the police they don't want the police to have to enforce it. Uh, there was a security guard that asked uh, somebody to wear a mask and got shot and killed. Uh, so uh, this can be very dangerous. It's not as simple as we would think, and they don't want to have to enforce it. You are absolutely, you are absolutely right. And then to also stand there quickly in the Bible, the Bible tells you you're supposed to obey authority, but but we don't obey the authority as far as prayer is concerned. That's a good thing. They well, so we, we've had civil disobedience before. What happens is when you get to an area where they don't think the law is right, uh, and in a case like this is liable to set off uh, uh, even more problems, so we got to put a lid on this thing and not let it get any worse than it already is. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. And as far as prayer, Sandy, I tell you, they should have did this a long time ago. They should have did this a long time ago when they were sitting on their hands. And I say it, and I hate to bring this up on your show every time I talk to you. I say it. This is a spiritual thing. 
This is a God thing because we is laced with sin. If you go back to prophecy, prophecy tells you that. And God do not lack sin. And we as people, we are sinful nature. We just sin. We are hateful. We are nasty. We are taken. We lie. We kill people. We do everything that's displeasing to God. And eventually, you got to pay the piper. Because believe it or not, whether they believe it or not, believers and non-believers, there is a God. You didn't make yourself. You didn't wake yourself up every morning. You didn't make yourself talk. You don't make yourself do anything. And it's going to take prayer. And if enough people, especially believers, if they pray the way they duck and hide, they jump up in church and holler about God and time, something happens, they run for cover. And if they don't start the practicing what they preach, you will see this happen again. But if- well, well said, Sister Anne. Thank you very much. And uh, today, I think it'd be a good day to listen to what Anne had to say and follow it. So, Thank you, Ann. Thank you for the call. Always uh, love Ann's call. And uh, let's go to Don on line one. Don, you're on WBEN. Good morning, Sandy, and good morning, Tony, on this uh, wonderful day here. Yes, it's going to snow here later. (laughs) You're in Pennsylvania, so I don't know if you're going to get any of this, but we're going to get some. Probably not much, but enough to uh, depress us. Uh, I would say the first flake that fell down would be enough to depress me. Yeah, me too. Oh, what's going on, Don? What's going on in the Don brain? Well, first of all, uh, the last caller, Ann, she is a, she is a sweetheart, isn't she? We love Ann. We love her. She, she speaks the truth. Yeah, if, if everybody was like her, I guess we'd be a better world. It'd be a lot easier, yep. Unfortunately, what's, going, what's going on? Okay. Uh, also, the caller before her, him and I were on the same page. There's no question about it. That woman, the, the salon owner in Texas, she is going to become, uh, if not already, a national hero. And the old saying that he who laughs, 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 laughs the loudest. And believe me, she will be laughing real loud versus the judge when this is all said and done. You know, when it comes to the criminal justice system, there's a word called discretion. The cops have it, deciding whether to arrest you or not. Uh, the uh, DA has it, deciding whether to charge you or not. There's a certain amount of discretion that the judge has. Uh, and I, I think that they should have and would have uh, maybe used some more discretion had she not torn up the court order right in front of everybody i mean that's like it's like people who lead uh who who lead protests who want to get arrested the martin sheens of the world uh they want to get arrested to bring their celebrity uh, to the forefront uh but i wish he hadn't done that uh, but the judge sh- uh, could have still used some discretion and understood that she was uh suffering from a, a, a you know a real depression trying to feed your children and we understand why she did it well, uh, let's be honest about it. I mean, basically, the bottom line here is, again, she's going to come out smelling like a rose from this. Yep. And two, yep. her intentions were to be able to 
feed her kids. Well, guess what? If when she's in jail, we will take care of feeding her kids. Something that might not have happened if she hadn't have done this. Well, that's true. Uh, that's true. They uh, they will be well cared for and well looked after. She's going to be in jail for a week, and uh, that was a sentence, so it'll probably be less time than that. Uh, but she is going to come out a hero. She'll be on all the talk shows. And uh, meanwhile, the judge has been scorned even by other judges who understood that, you know, it's uh, she did the wrong thing by tearing it up, but you could have still shown some discretion. Well, also, uh, after this took place, before he sentenced her to seven days, he gave her a second chance by saying, basically, if you beg for mercy, that's what it amounted to, uh, I will rescind the seven-day jail term. So I'm saying to myself, well, why is he doing that? If she broke the law, then he's breaking the law by t- by t- going against his own thing. Like- you, ever see, you ever see that video? It's been out for a few years now, where a young girl, I don't know what, it, what the charge was, she was up before a judge, and the judge uh, sentenced her to something like 30 days. I'll just make up the numbers, but you'll get, a, you'll get what I'm talking about. Okay, he, he slams the gavel down. She turns around, and she says something as she's walking away. And the judge says, uh, uh, pardon me, uh, would you repeat that, please? And she says it again. And he gives her 60 days and then says it again. And she, gets, she never learns. Uh, he sentenced her to three times as much as she would have gotten had she just kept her mouth shut. Uh, you don't sass a judge and get away with it uh, if the judge wants to have any control of the courtroom. No, but uh, let's go back to yesterday. Didn't Governor Cuomo say that 60% of the new cases coming down the road now, uh, people like myself who are up in age and stay home and don't run around and go places? I didn't see all of uh, his uh, yesterday. I heard the first half hour, and that was about it. So he may have said that. He said a lot of the new cases were coming from the city. Uh, That's to be expected. Well, I look at it this way. It's about time they open things up. And if people want to go out, fine. If they want to, businesses should reopen. We're getting ourselves into a real bond here. Uh, It it is. it's, it's It's getting tighter and tighter. Uh, you know what the breaking point will be, strangely enough, the National Football League. The schedule comes out tonight. The conversation will begin. Uh, the others are all important. They're all about our quality of life. But the National Football League, I think, will be the deciding factor. Thanks, Don. Thanks for calling. Yep. Okay. Yep. We'll be back after this. Uh, uh, Governor Cuomo today at his usual time at 11.30 on News Radio 9.30. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We are back with the Beach and Company of Sandy Beach. Let's go to line three, and that should be Gabe in Jamestown. Gabe, you're on WBEN. Good morning, Sandy. Hello, hello Gabe. Uh, what do you have to share with us today? Well, I couldn't help I couldn't help crack up when you were talking about giving that horse the four lock. A, a... Oh, yeah, I, I cut it straight across. <laughs> it, it also reminded me of Mo Howard. Oh, yeah, that's the same haircut. Exactly. And the horse looks so embarrassed to have that haircut. Um, I was going to say, I don't know if you know this, but the woman, the salon owner who was arrested in Dallas, uh, she has she's gotten over $500,000 on a GoFundMe page. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, that'll take care of that $7,000 fine pretty easily. For sure. Um, I was going to say, I, I kind of, I kind of, uh, think that what we're going through right now, we're going through a gauntlet. Uh, you and I are around the same age. We grew up watching westerns. And you remember when uh, an Indian tribe would capture somebody and then they would set up a line uh, of, of Indian braves that'd be holding uh, tomahawks and clubs? And if you could survive going through that line, then they would let you go. Well, I love westerns. I used to go to them all the time. So you think that's what we're going through now? Absolutely. The United, you know, the people of this country are the captives, and we're going through the gauntlet. And there are some people, some businesses, uh, that are not going to survive the gauntlet. When this is all over, they're not going to reopen. And well, Rocco Termini, who is a very successful uh, builder and owns a restaurant, uh, said in the Buffalo News a couple of days ago that he expects one out of three restaurants in Buffalo not to reopen. Now, that's that's a phenomenal number. Thirty-three percent of the restaurants he think won't even reopen now. Well, that's devastating, and I think the damage that is being done is irreparable. It's going to take years, years for us to claw back, and a lot of people who uh, lost their jobs because of this are going to be pounding the pavement. So you know, desperate people do desperate things. This woman, this salon owner in Dallas, who was arrested uh, for tearing up her summons. That was seen as an act of defiance. But I'd say the vast majority of Americans could relate with what she did. She said, enough is enough. Uh, I've got nothing to lose. You know, I'm, I'm, when, you're at, when you're up against the wall and you've got nothing to lose but, but fight back against the draconian um, things that have been issued by the governors, um, let's put it this way. I think that the American people can relate with what she's doing. She is going to be a hero after this is all over with. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you one thing. I lived in uh, in Texas in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, and they are very individualistic. They're very proud. They're not going to take any uh, BS and whatever. Uh, I wish it had been uh, handled differently, but the judge is uh, coming up at the short end of the stick with this one. But let's hope we're getting near the end of this, because I think you're right. Uh, I don't uh, know how much longer we can sustain it, but the, nobody knows the answer of once we lift it, 
if we're going to have a second wave or not. Let's hope not. Hey, thanks for the um, call, Gabe. Uh, I'm glad to see you aboard. Uh, thank you very much. Jamestown, too. One of our uh, few Jamestown callers. Very nice. Let's go to John in Tonawanda on line five. John, you're on WBEN. Okay, John. He's gone to the John, or John is gone, Tony? <laughs> I like to insert a little humor. Instead, it's Chris. All right, Chris, you're on WBEN. Hi, Sandy. Hello there, Chris. What's on your mind today? Uh, street sanitation. Okay, I I wasn't thinking about that myself, but go ahead. Well, today they they forgot to pick up my garbage bin and my neighbor's garbage bin next to me. And this is the second time that they've missed my neighbor. And this has been going on for like once a month. And I've had times where it was not only the neighbor to the right of me, me, I had the neighbor to the left of me, and the neighbor next to him not have garbage picked up. So it, this is crazy with these uh, sanitation people. What I would do is uh, I would call the town or the city, depending on your jurisdiction, and tell them exactly what's happening. I mean, uh, you pay taxes, the taxes pay for a, a trash pickup, and it has to be picked up. And you don't want it uh, lying around, especially if it doesn't have a cover on it. Uh, it may or may not be covered, but either way, it should be picked up. I suggest that you give a call to the municipal uh, authorities. Thank you. Thanks uh, for the call. All right, let's see. How about Fred in New Mexico on line two? Two. You're on WBN, Fred. Good morning, Sandy. Hello, Fred. Hey, you know, uh, I just was reading something here on um, on the internet uh, that um, another one of our process meat processing plants are are uh, have become. Uh, uh, in an- Inoperable? Did they shut it down? Yeah. Because the president put out an executive order that they were to stay open, but obviously if there was anything, any further damage or implication that it was a health issue, they, they'd have shut it down. I, I had not heard about that. Yeah, and there's and it's been a, a lot. In fact, we, we noticed that uh, it's very difficult to find cuts of meat now. Yeah, we were getting that anecdotally that uh, uh, Tops and Wegmans have a set number you can buy, and that's that. And, uh, yeah, people were worried about that, and that we'll have to deal with it as it shows up. Yeah. Well, uh, going back to the um, lady and the, and the judge. The judge. Yeah. I, I He did make a mistake, but at the same time, I, I'm torn between both of them because she she shouldn't have torn that piece of paper up. Yeah, I mean we do have, have laws, and there's a way to uh, to you know protest against them. There's a way not to. I think that if, if uh, she had gone up and expressed her opinion and said, you know, I, it was more than I could bear, bum 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 bum, so. Um, uh, my apologies to the court. She'd have been walking around, but she'd have been walking around without that half a million dollars or whatever it is in the GoFundMe page. And once she brought the children into it, once she mentioned the children, apparently the judge said she was selfish 
uh, to do something where it might endanger other people. And then she had the, the, the killer line was, uh, I don't think feeding my children is selfish. Okay. Once she brought the children into it, she had the winning hand. It was over then. That's true. That's true. No, yeah, no, nobody, you know, she may have used bad judgment, <clears throat> uh, but uh, she shouldn't have done that. Okay, but she's going to be rewarded for it, plus she will be a hero. Thank you, Fred. Thank you very much. All right, we'll take a break and return on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, why don't we do a couple from uh, Buzzy Beamer, and then I'll go to the calls. Uh, so, Buzz, what do you got on Facebook, please? All right, Sandy, and we are getting a lot on Facebook. I love it. Uh, we'll start with Jamie, who says, yes, I think police should enforce mandatory mask wearing. Although it isn't a law, it is a government mandate that we have to follow. Masks are helped to stop the spread of this disease and help protect each other as fellow human beings. We are under executive order, which means that the governor has the authority to mandate this. The quicker we all comply and wear a mask, the quicker we can get back to regular life or close to normal life. Okay, Texas, as I said, when I was there, my impression of Texas, you got a lot of people who are very patriotic, stand up for what they think is right, not going to take any, any guff. And uh, let's see if that's true. Terry from Texas is on line five. Terry, you're on WBEN. Hey, Sandy. Uh, one real quick thing on prayer or National Day of Prayer and the law enforcement thing, if I could. Um, okay, sure. I'm con- uh, prayer should be an everyday thing, not just a, you know, a date on a calendar is my personal opinion. When I was in the military, there was a sign outside of my barracks door that I memorized because I not only appreciated it, but I've seen it every single day. And the sign said, God and the soldier we all adore in times of danger, not before. When the danger has passed and all things are righted, God is forgotten and the soldier slighted. If you want to pray, believe in your prayer. But continue to pray whether the times are good or bad. You know, pray for pray for the happy times as well as getting through the bad. That's just my personal take on the prayer. Um, totally agree with it. That's absolutely right. But it's nice every once in a while to poke people with a sharp stick and remind them about it. What else is on your mind today, Terry? So, As far as law enforcement is concerned, I can't help but appreciate the hilarity and the irony and the fact that uh, Democratic governors and mayors and and, and and politicians in general who seem to me, in my personal opinion, to be completely anti-police, anti-law enforcement, who go out of their way to restrict the law enforcement community's ability to actually do their job, are now expecting them to, to get into people's business the way that they're doing. And, you know, they don't have any regard for people's rights at this point in time, I don't think. And now, now it's okay to be too intrusive and now it's okay to 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 violate constitutional rights which i can't debate those specific ones i know there's a lot of shady stuff happening right now but you know now these people are okay with all that stuff just depending upon who you are because you put law enforcement officers i happen to know plenty of them they're prior military a lot of them are combat veterans uh, all throughout the country and my personal friends whether they be lying to me or not i i don't know but they're not going to enforce these types of things because their job is hard enough as it is without approaching people and giving them grief over something that's debatable at best. You know. Well, well the union for the New York City police, and there's obviously a lot of cases of a virus down there, uh, do not want to enforce it. 
they do not want to enforce the, uh, the rules because, uh, like, there have been fatalities already. Uh, you would think that uh, maybe people would uh, be a little bit more level-minded. A security guard got killed for asking somebody to put a mask on, for crying out loud. So the cops don't want to enforce it. It's a very unpopular law right now. Uh, but we're, we're stuck with a juggling of uh, public safety as opposed to either at the point of a gun or at a point of a needle. So either way, there's a problem. I'll tell you what, I got a friend, I'll use him as an example because he's in such an extreme situation. He's a Chicago Police Department officer. Some of the stories he tells me about what happens there remind me literally of Iraq, if not worse. You know, they're not allowed to stop anybody or talk to anybody that they assume is committing a criminal act or is about to be committing a criminal act without doing 5,000 pieces of paper. You know, they can't search for guns or do anything to keep violent criminals from, you know, committing violent acts until the act has already been done. But now you want to go up to these, you want these officers to go up to these same group of gangbangers that are most, more than likely armed and tell them, hey, man, I've got to get six feet apart. And where's your mask? And where's, yeah. where's that? The response to that is not going to be, oh, sorry, officer, I'll go ahead and put my mask on. Oh, let me drop my gun, but here's my mask. I mean, that's not how this works, and these Democratic politicians are out of their mind because, once again, they're not, they're not on the ground, boots on the ground, seeing the reality of what's really happening every day on the streets. And, you know, stimulus check aside, $1,200 doesn't do much for a lot of people, and there's a lot of people that are hurting, and their patience is already thin as it is, and they're making wrong decisions to try to cover them up by, by doubling down more with the nonsense and the drama. This has been mishandled from the jump. And I'm 100% supportive of the lady that fucked at the system in Texas because if more people did that stuff, we'd all be in a better situation right now. Okay. Uh, very well said. And we, I knew we could count on you, Terry. Uh, Terry from Texas, thank you for, uh, uh, for calling. Uh, Buzzy Beamer, give me another uh, Facebook if you would. I will. We will go to Dean on Facebook who says, I have no problem with police enforcing us wearing the mandated masks if there is nothing else for them to enforce. I think they have a job more important to our safety, especially in these times. Leave up enforcement to the store or business that you are visiting. One of the problems uh, enforcing the mask especially is that Andrew Cuomo, who will be on at 11.30 today on this station, uh, does not wear a mask. The president doesn't wear a mask. Pence doesn't wear a mask. Uh, none of the people who are speaking on behalf of uh, what's going on in our country are wearing masks. Now, I can understand it's hard to uh, be a public official and talk through a mask to a, uh, to a microphone, but I, I've not seen any indication that even when they walk away, uh, from the microphones that they flip a mask on. And uh, Andrew Cuomo had a discussion with his brother, Chris, on on uh, how good-looking he is, and now he's a bachelor again. And so the, he, maybe that's why he doesn't want the mask on. It'll uh, intrude in his uh, Italian good looks. What do, you, <laughs> what do you think of that? Give me, I think we got time for one more, Buzz. Thomas says, I would lean towards yes on this. They should be able to tell someone not wearing a mask to put a mask on or go home. Then inform them that they risk getting ticketed for public endangerment or something to that effect if they don't either put the mask on or go home. We do live in a society 
that there is a certain level of clothing required in public already. Right now, that clothing includes a face mask. And, you know, masks are a pain in the neck. I have one, uh, and even though I'm only in the car, if there's any transactions to be done, I have it, and I'm ready to wear it. I don't wear it just in the car uh, because there's nobody in the car but, uh, but uh, Bernie and myself, but I have one. Uh, you would think maybe, uh, uh, maybe have a little longer fuse than we have uh, because we're trying to get to a point where we can relax uh, most of the things that are being restricted now. Uh, I know it's a pain. I know maybe you've had enough. It's It's been week after week now of uh, being stuck in the house with the kids. You're running out of patience, and uh, you might not even have a job. I can't imagine being in a house with uh, with kids and not having a job to come to uh, when when that is over. That's got to be very difficult. Gotta, we got to uh, get a grip on ourselves, though. It'll be over, hopefully sooner than later. We'll take a break and return on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.